Roger Klein's Countdown Tequila presents College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Bell Ford. See us at bellford.com or visit the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Verizon Wireless, this is the 5G America's been waiting for. My College Bar and Grill. At 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe, the ASU fans home away from home. Roger Klein's Tension Tequila. Whether it's a margarita or one of our specialty recipes, Roger Klein's is Arizona bread and ultra smooth. Summer skates, personalized shower shoes or hoosies for yourself or the entire team. Go to icetimehockeysw.com forward slash partners and order yours today. Buy OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products. It's the funk out of your equipment or office. Buy M-Drive. You're not too old. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. And by nchc.tv and the NCHC. Subscribe to watch all of the action of the week's eight teams. Home of college hockey champions. Roger Klein's Kenzio Tequila's College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the Eastside Hockey SW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Stranding and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, college hockey fans. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Presented by uh, Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Scott Strandy joining you, not from Scottsdale today, but from outside Great Park Ice in Irvine, California. As uh, we go through a little uh, uh, AHL playoff hockey in the Pacific Division. Got a great guest with me. He's going to be joining us here in just a couple of minutes. And uh, my co-host is always Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you? Uh, I'm good. It seems like the uh, Scott Strandy on the road show continues. Uh, you know, that's your mute the button. World tra- the world traveling continues. That's all I have to say. Uh, every 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 show, every night, it's another location. Uh, you want to talk about travel miles? Holy smokes! Oh, you're funny. Uh, I started my day today, Paul, at about uh, 5 a.m. And uh, made it over here in time to watch uh, the Pashnik brothers play for yeah, San Jose yeah. against the uh, Tucson Roadrunners. Uh, a great hockey game, playoff hockey, as you would guess. Uh, ended up being a, a 2-1 game in favor of the San Jose Barracuda. So as I was here, I saw my old friend uh, Shang Peng, who works for uh, SJ Hockey Now up in San Jose. And he was covering the Barracuda. So I said... Hey, uh, Shang, you want to join the show tonight and talk a little hockey and, and give us some insight on what's going on uh, in Northern California? And he graciously uh, agreed to do it. So Shang and I are about, oh, I don't know, 40 feet apart outside at Great Park Ice. So we're going to try this and see how it goes. So did, without, fur- without further did, ado, Paul, let's bring right. him on. Yeah, I was just going to ask <laughs> if you brought the ransom note out yet, but I guess not. <laughs> no. no ransom note. So... Without further ado, let's bring on Shang Peng from uh, SJ Hockey Now. Uh, Shang, uh, unmute your mic and join in the conversation. How are you? Hey, I'm pretty good, guys. Uh, how are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing well. As I said today, when I uh, 
when I saw you in the building, I said, hey, I've got a great guest that can talk hockey with us. So I let Paul know, and, and here we go. Yeah, he let me on anyway. Yeah, well, I'm still trying to figure out how this uh, building, this uh, I don't know how many million-dollar building, how it could have the worst reception of uh, any any hockey arena I've ever been in. Uh, <laughs> uh, cell phones do not work inside here. So <laughs> beautiful on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> Useless on the inside. Oh, yeah. I don't even know where to go with that. So, <laughs> uh, But I get it. You know, uh, it is crazy. Cause how old is that building now? Three years old? Four years old? Yeah, it's uh, two, three years old. Actually, I was here uh, in uh, September 2019. That's the last time I was here for the rookie face-off. Right. Uh, I believe the Coyotes were, were, were here for that, too. But the Sharks were here, the Kings, the Knights, whatever. And the reception was just as bad uh, back then. And uh, it's uh, <laughs> unfortunately, they haven't improved it in the last uh, couple of years here. So. Uh, well, I'll tell you. Yeah, okay, Scott. Okay, yeah, I'll tell you. you know, I'm down in my basement. I'm lucky I get anything at all, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I think it's, uh, your reception in your basement is probably better than in here. <laughs> well, anyway, Shang and I were trying to find a place to sit, and because uh, there's so many scouts here, we were kind of just sitting anywhere we could uh, sit. Actually, we were standing most of the time, but uh, we saw a great hockey game. Shang, your thoughts on what you saw today from the Barracuda and the... Uh... Well, it's kind of hard to kind of evaluate this game in some ways because, of course, you guys have seen a lot of stories of the... Uh, the player, uh, the, the Professional Hockey Players Association, the PHPA, that's basically the AHL Players Union. And uh, they uh, were not in favor of uh, playing in this tournament. Um, the vote was 133 to 8 uh, Pacific Division players uh, against this tournament. And that's, in some ways, it's, it was hard to evaluate. But all, all in all, though, I mean, the action was uh, pretty good for whatever we were watching out there. Uh, it was a, a close game. Uh, Tucson uh, <laughs> jumped out to the early lead, and then the Barracuda uh, came back. But uh, just personally uh, uh, watching it myself and talking with a couple of the scouts here, um, it's a, a little bit hard to evaluate the action here because um, it's hard to say how much the guys want to be here, <laughs> to be honest. Well, well, they do they do call them professional, Shang, and they do pay for money, uh, play for money. So when the money's not there, it's, it's kind of hard to be motivated. But uh, uh, I thought it was at least playoff hockey in the style that it wasn't like a an eight one game. It was actually two one. So it was a lot of fun to uh, to see that. But uh, at least we had hockey. And I talked to, uh, to to Coach Pot then last night, and and he said the same thing. He said at least we're playing some hockey. Well, my, my question is, is when you're usually in a situation like that, when, when the game actually starts, it would be unusual, no, for the competitive juices not to take over? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, talk, talking to a couple of guys, uh, uh, you know, uh, scouts, former players, who are former players, um, you know, it, it, once you're out there, uh, definitely uh, some of the competition and, uh, you know, you don't, you don't obviously don't want to be embarrassed. And also, too, uh, your team is here watching you. The guys who will make a decision about your uh, professional future are here to watch you. And also scouts for, I believe there are scouts for at least 10 other teams here. That's uh, roughly uh, what I saw. And so, you know, a lot of, a lot of eyes on you. And so 
uh, for sure, uh, you're still going to be uh, pretty motivated to, to, to play. Now, you brought up this vote um, about not having this tournament. Um, just t- Most people, and, and honestly, I am only a- aware of the, the, the surface of it. Uh, can you give us an explanation? What made them decide to do this? I know they're not having, obviously, a league-wide championship, but what made the teams decide to do this, and what did the players have against it? You know, you know, and obviously the owners or the the teams thought it was necessary. Yeah, that's a good question for the teams. I actually uh, just spoke with uh, Larry Landon. He's the executive director of the PHPA. And I asked him, uh, as far as you know, why is the Pacific Division the only AHL division doing this? You know, the three other AHL divisions are not having any kind of postseason tournament or any kind of playoff. And uh, he said that... Uh, you know, me, <laughs> he, he, he didn't know. Uh, as for uh, what the players have against uh, this uh, tournament, uh, essentially, um, there are issues with, with insurance, basically. And so the players went into the season already playing at a reduced salary just because of a shortened season. And, and they agreed to it. Uh, you know, they're playing at a 48% right. uh, salary, um, and, uh, which is, you know, roughly, you know, they're playing about half their schedule this year. And right. it is worth noting that in the collective bargaining agreement that they signed, that the, 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 the players did agree that, or that the, the AHL put in the stipulation that they could have a playoff tournament, and it was kind of a unilateral decision that the AHL, any of the divisions, could, could, uh, could, uh, could, could uh, go through with if they chose to. Right. But uh, anyway, so the in terms of the insurance, so the, the so the players are basically playing these extra games, and the, and the way insurance, the workers' comp, not to get too complicated with it, but the way it's calculated is that it's basically uh, off of their salary this year, which is already half of the regular salary. So they're playing these extra games uh, with no additional bonus, no playoff bonuses, which you know they might normally get during a normal. Uh, a normal playoff season, and 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 they're they're playing at at, uh, at that risk where if they if they get hurt, uh, whatever money they, they get back, whatever whatever money they're, they're compensated with, is going to be forty eight percent of their regular salary, and so there's no extra kind of workers comp, no extra uh, bonus, and I think uh, I think it's also a bad look too that the Pacific Division is the only team that 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 went through with with this playoff. And so if you're a Pacific Division player and you're looking at all this, you're like, well, if this division didn't do it, and this division did, didn't do it, and this division didn't do it, like, I, we understand that uh, the, the AHL can, you know, again, you know, it is in a CBA that they signed for this year that the AHL can have a playoff. Um, I think maybe there was some thought that at this point, when it, when, when, maybe when the PHPA uh, entered into this agreement, that at this point, uh, there will be fans allowed in the stands. You know, teams could make a little bit more. You know, make make money, revenue from from having uh, having fans or that sort of thing. But that didn't really materialize for AHL teams this season. And so, uh, I, I think as the only division that is having this tournament, and again, there are no fans here. There's no revenue, you know, uh, making here. Um, and understand, I understand that the teams want to see their players more. 
and you know they want to see them in kind of uh, uh, this kind of format. Uh, probably well, me. I, I, I wanted to ask Shang this uh, too, and we talked about it a little bit, but we were both so focused on game coverage that uh, we didn't get a chance to talk a lot. But uh, there's two former Sun Devils that play on the uh, Barracuda roster, and Brinson Pashnik and Steen Pashnik. Uh, Brinson got a chance to play a few games with the uh, Sharks, but Shang, wh- what have you seen? I know you haven't seen a lot, but what have you seen from them, and how, how do you think their futures pan out? And Uh, Brinson, uh, uh, for sure, uh, you know, we saw him a few games with the Sharks uh, this year. Uh, Bob Wigner was uh, pretty complimentary, uh, said he made a good first pass. Um, I thought that he held his own in terms of uh, strength in, with, the, with the NHL. Uh, I think uh, probably needs to increase his pace a little bit, but that's a normal thing for a young player uh, transitioning from the AHL to NHL. You know, has to increase his pace, so he has to get a little faster, so he has to get a, a little bit stronger. Um, AHL uh, coach uh, Mike uh, Chason, uh, uh, Barracuda assistant coach Mike Chason, uh, who runs the defense for the CUDA, uh, has said of uh, uh, Pajnuk that it's just a matter of the little details, you know, the, uh, uh, just kind of uh, uh, when to uh, uh, jump in on, on a check, uh, be it down low, or when to step up in a neutral zone, just reads like that, which again is uh, pretty par for course uh, for uh, for an AHL uh, defenseman trying to get into the NHL. And so uh, I, think, uh, I think that the Sharks brass in general are pretty high on, uh, on Pajnuk, uh, Brinson Pajnuk. Um, and so we'll see how he kind of uh, develops, uh, d- uh, develops uh, over, over time. Um, I think uh, with uh, Steen, um, I think that he's a little bit more of a, of a project. I'm not sure uh, what his uh, NHL future is. But uh, watching him today, though, he definitely is a, a tough customer, <laughs> and uh, and so he definitely has 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 a future in the, in the AHL at least in, in in that department if he wants to kind of uh, 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 go that route. Well, you know, I, I was going I will let let's talk about Steen first since his game is a little bit simpler. He's a grinder, and there's always room for grinders, and those guys also tend to get hurt a lot more. So, uh, you know, you got to have those guys to win, don't you? I mean, regardless of the level, whether it's the AHL or moving on to the NHL, because uh, there are certain skills that uh, that he has that definitely uh, make him uh, worthy of keeping an eye on. Because if you're if you are a good penalty killer you have a leg up on other players. Yeah, absolutely. And he was killing penalties uh, today for the for the CUDA. And I think a guy like him, his ticket's going to be, you know, using that size to, to his advantage, um, you know, uh, uh, not being afraid to step up to people and also to stand up for his teammates. And so if he does both and he adds a little bit of defensive component to his game, the penalty killing, and also, you know, work on his skating, and the skating will, will help him uh, become more intimidating on the four check and, you know, help him finish, uh, finish checks. And so uh, as he improves in that area, then, you know, and, uh, you know not to, uh, not to uh, discount his uh, NHL future. You know, there's a, plenty of players oh, where they're never, they're never going to score a lot of goals, even in the AHL. Right. You know, they, they may not even make it to double digits in goals, but they can fill a role in the NHL, that specific role that you mentioned. And so that's a, a still a distinct uh, possibility. And uh, the Sharks wouldn't have signed him to an AHL contract. They didn't think that he might be able to transition himself to an AHL deal at some point. 
So Shane, when when we think about the the young guys coming in, I told you about my road trip and chance I had a chance to see the U uh, eighteen Worlds down in uh, Plano, Frisco. But uh, how, how does the the young talent look in the San Jose system from what you know? Um, trying to uh, 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 watch what I say here <laughs> after not watching what I said <laughs> earlier. Oh well, no. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I think this the shark system has uh, has a lot of question marks. Uh, maybe not as much upside as, as you would hope. Um, I think that they have a, a lot of guys who um, can. Yeah, they probably have a, a, a wide range of guys who can be angel players. Um, but you know how good they'll be if they'll be top six, top nine forwards. If they'll be top four defensemen, I think is a question mark. Um, you know, uh, other organizations definitely have more likely possibilities. Uh, obviously, even the best system, you're not going to have every guy be a hit. You know, not not every like talented forward is going to be a top six guy. Not every skilled defenseman is going to be a top four defenseman. Uh, but I will say that uh, the the Sharks system, um, and they have recovered a little bit in the 2020 uh, draft. They drafted uh, nine forwards, and uh, by all accounts, they had a, a very strong draft in 2020. So they're starting to kind of fill out uh, 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 the the top, uh, the cream of the crop of their system a little bit. But um, yeah, I think there's still a lot of question marks to 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 the to the depth of it. I'll just give you an example. Uh, I, I asked a I asked a scout uh, not not recently. Uh, it was a little while ago, so it wasn't here. But uh, I asked a scout that uh, scouts for an organization that is uh, let's just say it's a very highly touted system. You know, one of the better systems in the league. And I asked them uh, how many uh, how how many of your prospects would you take over the Sharks' best prospect? And he told me seven of his own prospects over the Sharks' best prospect. <laughs> so, well, so... Let's, 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 but, but let's give it a little bit of perspective here. Sure. For, for, the, for about a decade, the Sharks were one of the top teams in the league. So you're not sure. drafting in the top five. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's, that's 100% fair. Um, that's, you know, the, the Sharks had a 15-year or so run there when they made a playoffs virtually every year. Uh, they were... Um, the only difference uh, between, and it's a big difference, of course, but uh, the only difference between them and longtime powers like the Devils had a long run in the playoffs. Uh, obviously, Detroit Red Wings had a, had a long run. The only difference is, of course, uh, the Stanley Cup right. difference. But the Stanley Cup is hard to win. And so yeah, I would yeah. never criticize uh, uh, Doug Wilson and, and the Sharks for what they've done and for not winning the Cup because the, the Cup, you know, you need a lot of things to go your way. And the Sharks, for year after year after year, built teams that were, you know, were good enough to win the Stanley Cup. They just didn't get the bounces. Maybe they didn't get the, the stop, the goaltending stop, or whatever, you know, whatever number of circumstances. But but to build a team year after year uh, that can win the Cup uh, is uh, is a tremendous achievement. It's really uh, in a very you know, handful of teams, right, in the last, you know, two, sure. three decades that can say that they were consistently there. And the sharks were up there. They just didn't, you know, kind of cross the the, the finish line there. But they were, they, but they were up there. Uh, but you know, the, the 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 question, of course, was uh, how would I rate the shark system? And so uh, I think that all the success, obviously, uh, um, you sort of have to pay the piper there. And so that's what is sort of happening. Uh, the sharks are starting to get some some high end talent in their system. So I don't want to. 
Uh, I don't want to diminish, diminish what they've done, especially in the last draft. You know, the, the kid, right. uh, Thomas, Thomas Bordolo, who they dropped in the second round in 2020, yeah. uh, right. uh, went to Michigan. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, rookie, uh, rookie, rookie of the year in the right. Big Ten and a, a loaded, you know, a loaded, a loaded Big Ten, a loaded uh, Michigan team. You know, he, he emerged. Um, and so, so, so that's, that's a guy, uh, you can, uh, you can look to. And so, yeah, uh, I, I think that they're, they're, they're working their way back. I think the question is how quickly can they work their way back? But uh, that's the open question right now. Well, and, and, and also just so people get perspective, that's a big 10 rookie of the year over a team and, 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 and that had a bunch of freshmen including a guy that's a, very likely the number one pick in the upcoming draft. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And so for, for Bordolo to uh, emerge a, a, as a star on a team with, yeah, Owen Power, with uh, Kent Johnson, uh, and, you know, you name it, right? A yeah, star-studded yeah. class, right? Yeah. Uh, does definitely speak to uh, his ability. And uh, it, it definitely, uh, you know, the, the Sharks actually uh, uh, named him uh, the first time that Sharks had kind of this year-end award for uh, prospect of the year, uh, but they named Bordolo their prospect of the year, and this is the Sharks management that that, that did that. And so that, I think that also speaks to the kind of season that uh, he had. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're 100 percent correct. And before we go too much farther, Paul, just so you know, Shane and I met uh, first year of the. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights, and uh, I think Shang and I both got into trouble a few times uh, back then. Shang, you remember sometimes uh, button heads with uh, Gerard or uh, <laughs> or or the management in, in Vegas on that very first year. Yeah, I have a, a, a skill for that. I, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm a pest, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, not, 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 not in the locker room or not on the ice uh, uh, as a, as a uh, reporter. And so, yes, I, I've, I've had my uh, share of uh, uh, unpleasantries with, uh, with, uh, with uh, Gallant and with uh, Peter DeBoer. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 I can't lie. Had a run in or two myself, um, but uh, it was a little, probably a little less public or a little less uh, um, out there. But that's okay. So I, I understand, and 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 it's okay. To, you got to be a little bit of a pest sometimes, don't you? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's the job. I mean, you know, even re, when reporting in in, to, in this tournament and. You know, it's uh, it, it is. It, I mean, if you look at the big picture of things and everything that we've gone through in the pandemic, it's great that we can be in a position to, you know, walk into a hockey arena and 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 catch a game. And you know, I see a lot of like youth players here at this arena, and they're they're able to play. And you know, a year ago we weren't able to do this, and so you know, we we can definitely be grateful uh, for that. But and that's 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 uh that's uh, legitimate. You know, like the gratitude for that, but. Also, too, though, there's other side where, uh, like I mentioned, the uh, the Pacific Division players are not so enthused to be here, <laughs> and and that's a real story too. Along with, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the 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 game-winning goal by Jake McGrew in this game, off a of really nice pass by Jaden Halbuwax. You know, that's that's real too. That even under this kind of duress, that the players are still performing and uh, doing, uh, you know, doing their best uh, under uh, uh, unpleasant situations. Well, especially when you have scouts watching you, uh, you know that 
you know, you could make you could make a play that might get you that opportunity. To while it may not be with San Jose, um, that's what scouts are for, right? When teams make trades, absolutely. You know, absolutely, absolutely. So, so Shane, I know you had a chance to uh, follow the Sharks this year too, and not quite the same as normal. But uh, Patrick Marlowe set a pretty. Uh, <laughs> pretty untouchable milestone, at least in my opinion. What were your thoughts on that, and, and how did San Jose uh, react behind the scenes to uh, that great accomplishment by Patrick? Oh, yeah, uh, you know, that's a terrific achievement. You know, I have to admit that uh, this season, looking at that on the horizon, you know, sort of think to yourself, man, you know, like, you know, Patrick isn't, isn't who he used to be as a player, you know, sort of in some ways just sort of uh, – uh, you know, felt in some ways that he was sort of, you know, in some ways dragging himself to the goal. But as the goal came along, though, you know, I thought about it more. And it doesn't matter, you know, that he's not the Patrick Marlowe he used to be, that, uh, you know, he's not a 30-goal, 40-goal guy anymore. He's not, you know, first-line power player or whatever. To even just get this far and stay healthy and, you know, play, you know, uh, be a good hockey player, you know, even if he's not as great as he used to be, is a remarkable achievement. And so it doesn't matter. You know, uh, again, you know, if you're a first liner or a fourth liner, uh, which uh, Patrick is now, uh, to to get to get this long, this far with your career, you know, is 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 achievement unto itself. And so, in terms of how the how the Sharks, uh, San Jose, uh, reacted to it, uh, you know, they 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 reacted to it uh, incredibly, you know, appropriately for the magnitude of of, of the achievement. Uh, you know, one of the, the, the best things was to see the highlight video that the Sharks put together uh, for, uh, for, for, for Marlowe for a one-day return home after Marlowe broke the record in Las Vegas. And you see all the guys that the, the Sharks were able to contact, uh, you know, longtime Sharks, uh, Owen Nolan, uh, Jonathan Chichu, you know, all of uh, Patty's former teammates. Uh, Joe Thornton narrated the, the Sharks' uh, uh, um the Sharks tribute video. And now, now, here's the thing yeah. on this: was yeah. was Pat was uh, Joe Thornton completely clothed when he did the narration? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good question. Uh, you know, he 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 uh, he was it was a voiceover, so oh, so we actually don't we know. Like and, and just like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you knowing Joe, uh, just seeing him around the locker room, uh, uh, most times uh, I, I I saw him, uh, he was not wearing his shirt. So chances are. Uh, I don't. I don't think he was naked. I don't know. I don't know if that's his norm, but he definitely he probably was topless, though. At least. Uh, that's always great stuff. But uh, okay, so so Shang, uh, before I let you go, I, I promised that I wouldn't keep you all night. So uh, I know we got work to do, but uh, Paul gets to sit in his uh, his basement, probably having a nice cool one while we're out here slaving away. But... Oh, stop it! <laughs> hey, do you hear the ice, Chang? You hear the ice clinking uh. in the glass? <laughs> anyway, uh, I just want to let you go on this one. Uh, tell us a little bit about um, just the overall picture of hockey in the uh, in the West. Uh, the, you know, it's different this year at the Honda West Division, and it's going to go back to normal, and we're going to add the crack. And just give us your overall opinion on where you think NHL and AHL hockey is in the western part of the United States. Um, it's, uh, I mean, it, it's 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 in as good a place as it's ever been. Uh, you know, you have Palm Springs coming in, Seattle coming in, uh, Vegas has proven to be an incredible market. 
Uh, honestly, hey, you know, the, the West is, is kicking out the, 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 the Coyotes, and the Coyotes have been the weakest team in the West. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so I, I think... There he uh, goes again, stirring it up, Paul. <laughs> yeah, well, hey. it's not wrong, though. I mean, it's not like... It's, it's not like he's spouting off something that's not factual. It, it's absolutely true. Shane, go ahead. Continue on. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, so uh, so hockey in the West uh, never uh, never been uh, never been healthier, and it is uh, you know exciting to to be a part of, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it is amazing to think that you know just uh, you know thirty years ago, of course, I know this is kind of a well worn kind of like you know like a, like a cliche thinking, but you know thirty years ago, you know we're 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 talking about you know, hockey in LA and that's, that's, that's it. Right. And so the idea of a, of a tournament, like, like we are at would be impossible. So. All you have to say is 99, right? I mean, because that's the yep. guy that is the guy. Uh, well, I have one last question and, and just uh, for disclosure, uh, I don't know if Scott told you this, but I am an ASU alum. Okay. Uh, oh, that's- <laughs> I guess he didn't tell you. Um, so the, the, the question that comes up a lot is with ASU having the success that they've had, okay, uh, where does it stand with some of the other schools in the conference? Uh, and, and I know that the pandemic has affected everything. But has the success that ASU has had on the ice – opened up other people's eyes and said, well, maybe we should think about this because if, yeah, because I, I maintain just because I know what that, that if USC and Stanford wanted to start teams, they could start them tomorrow. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Shane. <laughs> sorry, I kind of kind of cut out there for a second. So, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, um, I you know I am not uh, as up with the different uh, uh, programs here and and what they're applying to do, but I, I would think that like you mentioned that ASU success you know should uh, um, I don't know the word is open eyes, but uh, for for sure you know that possibility you know it definitely. Uh, should be discussed by the other teams. It would be, you know, uh, outstanding to see a UCLA program, a USC program, you know, uh, you name it. Um, you know, years ago, I, I don't know if this is still uh, uh, in fruition, but um, Luke Robitaille mentioned that that the, they wanted to see the USHL out here. And I don't know if that was, uh, that was like four or five years ago, so I don't know where that's at or if that's, that's you know, going to happen soon. But, you know, that's that's the kind of example of something that, uh, you know, who who would have thought, you know, that 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 you could have a premier kind of junior program, you know, in 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 the in the West Coast. And now that kind of makes sense that that could happen and, and that could do quite well. And by the West Coast, I mean, like California, basically, because obviously in uh, Washington, you know, teams, junior teams have flourished for a long time. Um, right. But and so uh, if, you know, so if. if and that is talked right and you know who would have imagined asu like 20 years ago or something like that and so uh even though i'm not privy to any conversations about it i i can't see why that couldn't happen 
uh, especially if, if you're a school that's looking for something to stand out. If you don't, if you don't want to, in all the best, all the the all the things that everybody else is doing, and you want to stand out somewhere, and you have a natural rival in in, in ASU in terms of travel and that sort of thing, uh, that would be an incredible thing, and I ho hope to see that. And that would be another kind of feather in the cap for uh, hockey in the West. So, so Shane, we'll, we'll kind of end it on this, but you spent some time in Vegas, and you know a little bit about Bill Foley. And uh, I talked to our good friend, uh, Ken Bolke, quite frequently about, is, is, uh, is Bill Foley going to throw some dollars in to make uh, UNLV maybe the next team in NCAA hockey? And, and Ken doesn't think so. Um, he, he thinks that, that maybe Bill is just too much into wanting to make money and not lose money. Uh, your thoughts on that before I let you go? Oh, well, I did want to add one more thought that uh, we'll take ASU and you guys can keep the Coyotes. So how about that? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, speaking for all of the West Coast there. So, <laughs> But uh, about a, a, a Foley and UNLV, uh, I haven't uh, heard that either way. But, yeah, I, I, I do uh, tend to, to agree with Ken's assessment that uh, if anybody's going to do it at UNLV, it wouldn't necessarily be uh, Foley. And that's the good thing about Vegas, right? That a lot of people have money out there, so it doesn't need uh, one guy to, to do it. it. Doesn't need Bill uh, Bill Foley to do it. So, uh, but someone, but for someone else to do it, and I think UNV UNLV could be a perfect place for that because UNLV, uh, at least these days, I know they used to compete on a national level in terms of basketball, but these days they're not competing on a national level at, in basketball and football, and, and they'll need a lot of dollars to do that. Whereas in hockey. Uh, even though hockey is an expensive sport, that might be a place where they have a lot less competition out in, in the West uh, to, to be a serious player quickly. And, and they certainly have the uh, facilities as uh, Bill Foley just keeps continuing to build those. He's made good on that promise. So uh, we'll, we'll see if Seattle can follow in those footprints as well. Shang, thanks for spending some time with us. Uh, I'll let you go settle back in because I know you got the goodie bag and, and I'll be joining you for some goodies in a little bit. Oh, listen to this. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh. Uh, Scott, oh. Scott is exaggerating here. The goodie bag are yeah. is, is things, that, things that I brought, actually. Snacks that I brought because I didn't know if they would have food, uh, media-served food. So there's no, there's no goodie bag here. There's no... Special, you know, oh, Anaheim Ducks keychain or whatever. So don't worry about it. That's a good it. save, Shang. That is a really good save. That's all I'm telling you right now. Uh, Shang, thanks so much for joining us, especially on such short notice. That was awesome. Great stuff. Uh, continue the good work up in San Jose, and we'll continue to harass you like we like to do. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I thought you guys all right, should. folks. That's uh, Shang Peng with the uh, – SJ Hockey now, San Jose Hockey now joining us and giving us a chance to talk a little uh, hockey out here on the West Coast as Paul continues to bask in that sunshine and, and has the cool drink going. Shake that glass once, Paul, so we can all hear that uh, that, that ice in the cup. What, my Mountain yeah, Dew? Th yeah, that, that's My it, Mountain that's Dew? It. Yeah, the good stuff. Uh, <laughs> so as I, as I continue to look at this beautiful bright blue sky out here in, in uh, Irvine, California, I'll tell you, we've got one more game coming up tonight in the AHL playoffs. It's going to be a good one, too. Colorado against the Ontario Reign. So we'll see what happens. The uh, the winner tonight will face off against uh, the San Jose Barracuda tomorrow night. And then that winner gets the trip to, uh, like we all want to do, a trip to Vegas. Even if they have to pay for their own hotel rooms. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not going there. 
I, I, I'm not going to go there because I, I, okay, I let, can't. Let, I let, just, me, I can't. let me stop right here. He didn't say everybody. And, uh, okay, I'm going to stop right there, too, because we know the teams that are involved in this tournament. So, oh, goodness gracious. Okay, so let's take a quick break. Let's come back and wrap up another episode of uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly in about three minutes. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit. You want to make the best margarita, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day, find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S., Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. Nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal. On NCHC.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the postseason. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on NCHC.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? Um, that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to BurritoExpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. All right, and we are back. A College Hockey Southwest Weekly. And uh, Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Irvine, California, where it's about 75 and sunny right now and a uh, little breeze blowing off the ocean about 10 miles away from me. So uh, Paul Hornstein, he's on the ocean, folks, right on Long Island. He's got that nice sandy beach in the backyard. Um, so he's got it made all the time. I have to travel to it. Yeah. Okay. Paul, how, no, no, there's how, plenty of beach how, how, how where you are. There's plenty of beach where you are. There's just no ocean. Yeah, true. You got a point there. You got a real point there. Okay, so uh, so tell us what else is going on in the world of college hockey because you were digging through some stuff again today. Well, it, it, honestly, you know, I, I cannot complain too much about what it's been like so far, but there really hasn't been a whole lot of news. 
uh, in the last couple of days since Sunday night, uh, except the uh, the uh, CCHA website came online. Uh, yeah, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I think uh, I think the folks at CCHA would be all over you because they planned this whole week to be CCHA week where they were going to talk about different things. Don Lucia was going to talk about different things. They were going to introduce the McNaughton Cup again. They were going to do all those things. Yeah, that's so, on there. Uh, that's on there. Okay. So, so there's some new. Well, I well I started with the website, right? I mean, you, know, you got to get there first, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you do. do you want the minutia? Like, you know, they're they're going to be on, the league's going to be on Flow Hockey, just like most of the other leagues, except for NCHC TV. Uh, so, I mean, I mean that I mean, for, if you're a, a, an alum or a fan of one of those eight schools, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, the website looks nice. It looks nice. I mean, I like okay. it. I like it. It looks nice. Okay. So, uh, so let me ask you this. But that, if that qualifies as news, that's you know, uh, I'm, that just goes to show you. And you know, now tomorrow morning, since we'll be done tonight until Sunday, you know, all kinds of stuff will happen tomorrow. <laughs> that's the way it is on a Wednesday. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, and I just was kind of sitting around thinking about it. We had uh, Coach Powers on last night. Uh, I mean, on Sunday night, and one of the things he talked about in our discussion with him, and it's hard to notice it everywhere, but I'm sure it's got to be happening um, between the pandemic and the extra year. We know that they lost a player, and, and you know, it'll. It, I don't know if we'll ever truly find out how many players changed commitments because they didn't want to wait until next year to play. But, I mean, that has started to happen. And, you know, we've talked about the transfer portal and we've talked about all of this kind of stuff for a while now. And, you know, there you go. It, it's, it's, you know, it, it's, it's the first time it's been in our actual view. Uh, you know, with, with CC and Denver, you know, Denver's been kind of quiet. And CC with hiring Chris Mayotte as, as, as their new head coach, you know, they've made some news. But... You know, the, 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 you know, we don't really know or, you know, have had a chance to find out if Denver has had to push, pro, you know, has lost somebody because they wanted to play this year and Denver said, no, come next year. Or the same thing with CC because they have to deal with the whole thing with bringing in a new coach. And, you know, the, 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 clearly the, the, the place that's not as likely to have any of those problems is Air Force because you're either going or you're not. Uh, there's no, we'll put it all. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Years. Hold on a minute. Let me get Frank on the line and ask him if that's yes, the case. Yes, please. Cause, cause, well, cause he, he will, that. Frank will tell us one way or the other. Uh, but you anyway, know, I, I say like we, we can get Frank on every week. I'd be so, okay with so that. Let, so let me say this. This is the, uh, this is the whole thing that, that I'm getting at is that, and you and I had this discussion on my drive over here today is that, uh, the CCHA comes out, they go, Hey, we're back. It's, it's new. It's going to be exciting. The teams are here. They're, they're ready to go. We have the McNaughton cup. And all of a sudden there's two teams, uh, that we know of right now that are sitting on the outside looking in. Uh, one is a year away. That's Lindenwood. And the other one is already ready to go in Huntsville. And for the life of me, I don't understand why the CCHA didn't adopt 10 teams and go, let's take you two in now. 
um, you know, Lindenwood, or or let's make a, a deal where you're going to come in next year or something. And maybe there is, I don't know, but it just seems like there's so much momentum in college hockey right now. And why are we talking about a, a, the effort that that Huntsville went through to uh, to to get their program funded for a number of years, and then the first thing they have to do is go, yeah, we're suspending play because we don't have a conference. Am I well, crazy? How do I put this politely? Okay, pe- people are waiting because, for because you to we've brought, that. Because we've, <laughs> because we've brought this up before. And I, 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 you know, I, I can't take back what I said about people abandoning Huntsville. And the Alaska schools, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, you know, I, I don't, you know, I'm not the administrator at, 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 at uh, the seven schools that decided to leave the WCHA. And, and I get that it's a business, uh, but I also know there was a time and a place where uh, because the college hockey community is uh, relatively small, where it was also uh, in everybody's interest to make sure that everybody survived. So, I mean... Well, like I said, it, I mean, understand it's a business. I get that. Aren't, aren't, aren't we still there, though? I mean, aren't we still there, especially yeah. through the pandemic, where we yeah. we need everybody to survive? And, and remember, Paul, about a year and a half ago, uh, not quite a year and a half ago, but when we started having these conversations and we brought Pat Nicoletti on and he said, yeah. you know, everything that I heard was that, oh, my God, there's going to be schools dropping hockey, like right and left and all this and that. So, so if it was close to where people were even talking about it, then why would you not reach out and make sure that what you have uh, is solid and steady? And um, I don't know if the CCHA has gotten, um, you know, a little bit of, of, I don't know, what's the right word I want to say, um, overconfident in, in what they have. But well, uh, let's, last, let's, time, let's... last time I checked, there's not a lot of national championships coming out of the CCHA or the old WCHA. Well, you know, the 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 fact of the matter is that like i said it it used to be that the overall uh the overall survival of the 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 college hockey community was always a factor and like i said i wasn't in those rooms you know i don't know what those seven schools said about still playing the Alaska schools and playing Huntsville and the travel costs. And I, it, as far as I knew, the Alaska schools were uh, supplementing those travel budgets. Uh, that was part of the agreement of having them in the conference. Uh, I don't know if people just got tired of it. Uh, is it easy to get there? No, but you know, how about, you know, you, you, you make it a two-week, a one-week block, and you play both teams at the same time. Now, maybe that's not possible schedule. Maybe it wasn't possible uh, schedule. Yeah, wise. I, I don't know. Th- th- I, yeah, I, yeah, that that was possible because that used to happen uh, right. for so some schools. So I don't think that's – I don't think that's the issue. But here's here's my point. Um, Coach Powers was on Sunday night with us, and he admitted that people that he had, had picked uh, to be on his program – had now maybe he had found guys that were even better than them, and I'm using cases like maybe a Justin Robbins or an Evan DeBrower who who were here under scholarship 
and then moved on because uh, they just weren't going to see the playing time anymore because this team gets better. Well, obviously they were good enough to uh, to come here now. So shouldn't they have opportunities in other universities to uh, to show their talents? You know well, what I'm listen, saying? There's just going to be so is, many people coming in. This is what I said. Uh, this was the basis of my point uh, to Shang, and I've said it on this program before. We know that Stanford and SC as private universities have enormous resources, enormous resources. And with all of the kids that are coming into college hockey now that are from California and the West Coast, okay, uh, it's just a matter of they have to want to do it. Okay? And, but I don't know if that's the same thing as saying why are they not taking care of the teams that already do exist? It is to me. It is maybe the underplayed college hockey story of the year that LIU managed to have its debut season uh, during this pandemic. And and, yeah. and uh, just to me is just nuts. And let, you know, let they me let me tell you nowhere. that is the undertold story. They announced that in nowhere. Okay, before the pandemic was an issue. And said, nope, we said we're going to play, we're going to play. And they did. And uh, it, it is, to me, astonishing that they got in as many games as they did. Yeah, totally agree with you. And again, a lot of that has to do with the will and the want to do it. And the other part of it has to do with the fact that there were schools that were willing to play them. And we right. know Coach Powers as, uh, as always going to be that guy. Uh, if he's got room on his schedule to play somebody that's an upstart or a newcomer, he's going to do it. Uh, he believes that strongly in the program. And um, how can we, uh, I guess, clone about mm, 20 or 25 more Greg Powers and put out there so that uh, their universities decide that hockey is a viable, viable sport? So, okay. Um, that's enough on that topic. Uh, anything else that you've got uh, that, that we think we should get mentioned today before we go into uh, another weekend show of College Hockey Southwest Live? Uh, no, I think we're good. Uh, you know, I just think it's uh, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, there are plenty of topics to come, but, you know, sometimes you're going to have a quote-unquote dry week. And, uh, you know, I think this yeah, is well, one of those, one of those, no, one of no, those hours. No, no, don't. Don't go tell my friend Shang that it was a dry week and we. Well, no, 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 no. I, what I meant was anyway. I know a lot of topics. I know. To, yeah, to I know what you meant. I know what so. you meant. Uh, I, I will tell you a funny story though about his goodie bag. Is that we didn't know if there would be anything open here to get um, any kind of drinks or anything. So uh, about 20 minutes into us getting set up for. Uh, to, to watch the first game, Shane comes over to me with this big target bag. And he said, hey, uh, if you need any snacks, I've got some. You help yourself. Uh, so I was trading out my power supply and uh, the spot for him to charge his stuff, and he brought the snacks. So that's the joke that we were talking about uh, a little bit just behind the scenes there. But, uh, yeah, you you just, know, it's just everybody waiting uh, on you hand and foot. <laughs> Well, I did my part. I brought out the power surge that that needed to be brought out so we could all plug our stuff in and 
you know, I will tell you, there's a ton of scouts here. I saw Craig Cunningham, never had a chance to visit with him yet, but uh, he is here along, uh, you know, when they were setting us up, they said, we don't really know where to put you guys because we've got 19 scouts here. Uh, and then the media people, and there's not a ton of media, there's maybe, I don't know, half a dozen of us, but to try to space us out in certain areas. And they're doing a great job with that here at uh, at Great Park Ice. And if you haven't been here, folks, when you come to Southern California, just come over here and look at this facility because Paul's been here. Um, yeah. It, it, it's ridiculous. It just is ridiculous. Um, if you can get this much action going on, um, I just don't see how hockey can't explode. Uh, and as I look around me right now, I've got groups that are out doing dry land stuff and the grass around me. I've got teams on the ice. I've got figure skaters in one spot. I've got AHL teams on the other spot. So we may end a couple minutes early today, but it's all for a good cause because I got to get back inside. There's a game starting here in just a couple minutes. Yeah, go. Take it away. All right, College Hockey Southwest Weekly, uh, presented by Roger Klein, has been brought to you by Verizon Wireless. The 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business that America has been waiting for. Roger Klein's Canseon Tequila. Ultra smooth Arizona owned. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. Buy summer skates. Play on the ice is heating up. So is the weather. Makes it more important to keep those drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to IcetimeHockeySW.com slash partners and click on the summer skates banner. Behind the mask and its three valley locations, in line or on ice, we are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at BehindTheMask.com. By OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. By Burrito Express. Our family recipes to your table. The place in the East Valley for great taste and great value. Go to BurritoExpress.com. By M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, and recovery. Buy College Bar and Grill in Tempe. Buy ASU fans for ASU fans. And by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. History, Blue Bloods, Upstarts. The NCHC has it all, and NCHC.tv has you covered. Go to NCHC.tv and subscribe. Roger Klein's Canseon Tequila's College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Canseon Tequila, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend, as always. And uh, as we say, a big thank you to uh, Shang Peng from SJ Hockey Now, San Jose Hockey Now. Anything you want to know about San Jose Hockey, get up there and uh, take a look at that site because uh, Shang does great work. Uh, like I said, him and I met uh, five, six years ago now back in Vegas and uh, and he is uh, one good reporter because there's nothing that he won't bring up, as he showed you tonight on the show. He will bring up any topic, and he will get to the bottom of any topic. So we're happy that uh, Shane could spend some time with us. I'm going to go watch some more AHL hockey. I got a game tonight. I got a game again tomorrow night. And then things get going for real, uh, whether the uh, the teams pay for their hotels or not. <laughs> good night. <laughs> good night, everybody. Have a good night. <laughs>